Chapter 18 of When They Were Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jen Broda. When They Were Girls by Rebecca Deming Moore. Chapter 18 Maud Powell, the girl whose violin spread afar the message of music. The sweetest strains of one of Mozart's violin sonatas filled the room. One of the players was a bright-eyed little girl. The other, it was easy to guess from the proud and tender look that she gave her little companion, was the child's mother. Both mother and daughter loved these hours together with their violins. Music meant much to this mother. She enjoyed composing as well as playing. She was very happy to know that music gave pleasure to her little daughter also. The hope was in this mother's heart that some day little Maud would be a great musician. It was a hope that was realized, for, in later years, Maud Powell became known as the foremost American violinist. Maud Powell was born in Peru, Illinois, August 22, 1868. When she was two years old, the family moved to Aurora, Illinois, where, for several years, her father was head of the public schools. From the time that little Maud was a baby, she loved music. When she was only four years old, she was taught to play simple pieces on the piano. At an early age, she showed such fondness for the violin that Mr. and Mrs. Powell decided to have her study in Chicago with Mr. William Lewis. Twice every week, little Maud had to travel on the train forty miles each way to take her lessons. She had to go alone, too, because money could not be spared to pay the fare of a companion. The little musician enjoyed these lessons very much. After she grew up, she did not forget this teacher, and often said that he had given her a splendid foundation for her work. Before she was ten years old, the little violinist played in public as a soloist with the Chicago Ladies' Vocal Quartet. By the time that she was twelve years old, it was quite evident that Maud Powell had real talent for the violin. Then her parents decided that their little girl must be given the best possible music education. They fully realized that this would be very expensive and would necessitate a long absence from home. One day, Maud said goodbye to her dear father and all her young friends and sailed away to Germany with her mother to study music. Mr. Powell missed his little girl and her mother very much, but he was proud when he received letters telling of his daughter's success. The good news helped him to work harder so as to be able to send them the necessary money. After studying at Leipzig, the little American girl passed a brilliant examination and was chosen to play at a public concert. Later, Mrs. Powell was anxious to have her daughter study with a distinguished French teacher, Charles Doncla, at the Paris Conservatory. Maud learned that there were only a few new pupils to be admitted and that she would be one of 80 applicants. The examinations were made especially severe for foreigners, but Maud Powell was the first to be admitted. This Frenchman delighted in teaching the eager young American girl. He took great pains with her and was always just and fair. After having had but three lessons on a selection on which a class of 84 was to be examined, Maud Powell passed above everyone else. 
One of the pupils had been studying this selection for six months. It was not only Maud Powell's greater talent, but she also knew her general knowledge of music that made it possible for her to grasp new work readily. The lonely father at home was cheered by his messages of his young daughter's success and popularity in London, where she was playing in drawing rooms and at concerts. Joachim, a distinguished German violinist, was so impressed by Maud Powell's playing that he wanted her to join his class in Berlin. He said that she was more than a mere talented child, that she would, with training, make a great artist. She passed the examinations for his class without the usual six months' preparation and worked hard with him for a year. Then came the longed-for return to America and the reuniting of the family. Maud Powell was eager to show her father that his sacrifices had not been in vain. Many people thought that the violin was an instrument for a man only. Nevertheless, at the age of seventeen, this young girl made her debut as a violin soloist at a concert of the New York Philharmonic Society, conducted by Theodore Thomas. From that time on, the fame of Maud Powell's violin grew. It was heard throughout the United States and in many foreign lands. Miss Powell did not play merely for a livelihood or for fame. Music had meant so much to her that she felt that she must bring it into the lives of others. She was especially eager to give the inspiration of her music to people who had few opportunities of hearing great artists. That's why she gave recitals in hundreds of small towns and was always glad to play for schools and colleges. Miss Powell never slighted her programs even though she was playing in the smallest place. She gave her best, thinking that someone in her audience might not have another opportunity to hear good music. In fact, Miss Powell never gave anything but her best at any concert. She would memorize a long selection perfectly, even if she knew it were to be played only once. She took great pains to have her programs varied and delighted in introducing American compositions to her audience. In 1904, Miss Powell married H. Godfrey Turner. He assisted her greatly by attending to the business arrangements for her concerts. Great praise and appreciation came to Maud Powell for the marvelous music that she brought forth from her violin. However, the road from gifted childhood to finished artist was a long, hard one. She pushed aside every obstacle by her tireless work. The long hours of practicing and the years of homelessness and loneliness were endured for the sake of her beloved music. Maud Powell will always be remembered, not only because she played the violin remarkably, but because she carried the message of music to out-of-the-way parts of the world. End of chapter 18 Recording by Jen Broda